Welcome to Surfcast. My name is Dr. William Lamb. Well, I guess you probably know that if you've been listening to us, and we're glad that you've joined us today. Okay, guys, let me admit it. We took some time off, but we are back. It's going to have a different format than previous. It's going to be a little bit shorter, and I have a new producer and a co-host on the on the podcast with us today at the table. Here we go. Jocelyn, I call her Chavera. That's not how it's pronounced. <laughs> She's got the real accent. Jocelyn, tell us your last name. It is Chavarria. Chavarria. <laughs> you can hear the Marachi band, is it? Kind of yes. echoes in that for her. <laughs> Jocelyn, you're uh, a sophomore or a junior at Lee now? I'm a junior now. Come on, Lee. how did that yes. happen? You went to sleep, you woke up, and you became a junior. <laughs> I'm actually a transfer student, so technically I've uh, only been here two years. Yeah. Freshman, sophomore, now junior. That's it's weird. Cool. It's definitely weird, but I'm, I'm so happy to be on this podcast with you, Dr. Lamb. Um, if you guys don't know, I work with Dr. Lamb, and it's such an honor to be here. Um, I think this is going to be such an exciting season for Surfcast. I think that uh, these conversations are probably going to have a bit more uh, challenging topics. You know, we'll question, we'll answer. Um, and Dr. Lamb is just so good at kind of, you know, really putting it in with truth and, and ending We're gonna with try. truth. Yeah, we are. Definitely. We're, we're, we're it's a start. Well, I think since we talked last, since we had an episode, there's been some changes, some mm-hmm. wonderful changes. Um, for those of you who know my family, my wife quit work. We called it retirement until she got her last check. Then we call it quit. But she's a full-time stay-home grandma, which means I am a legitimately a papa for the third time now, and we are loving life. It's wonderful. Luke Bixler is in the room. You'd never hear from Luke, but he's the guy who makes both of us sound better and puts this stuff out there for you. Guys, I am delighted you're here. And uh, Jocelyn, this is going to be a lot of fun. And today, what's our topic? What are we going to talk about today? Today, we're talking about Honor. Honor. <laughs> Yes. That's an interesting term. What do you think about it? I think that, uh, especially for our generation, it is a very interesting and hot topic right now. I think it has a lot to do with the fact on how do we carry that in our everyday lives? Is it something that we just uh, understand and know? You know, it's biblical where we're supposed to honor our parents, honor people. But I think as a generation right now, it's one thing to be nice, right? But it's a whole other thing to show that honor to our peers, to our professors, even to our friends. And so I think it's going to be an interesting topic to break down. Let's jump into it for a little bit. and Let's yeah. talk about the whole idea. Honor is defined as a regard or to treat someone with admiration or respect. But I think it's a little deeper than that. I think mm-hmm. honor actually is the idea that helps you unpack the reality of how we see and how we um, respect someone. And also it's the idea of giving value to someone else. If you honor somebody, you're giving a tremendous amount of value to them. You know, um, value is an interesting term, too, because I think that a lot of times we equate value to dollars. You know, do I have enough to do this? Do I have enough to do that? And I think value goes deeper than that. I think value is more of an exchange on the inside where I am esteeming someone else. Mm -hmm. You you mentioned a couple of examples. You mentioned biblical perspective. You mentioned uh, work perspective, uh, kind of the workspace. But let's kind of look at this for just a minute from the, the, the idea of when you give someone honor, you are esteeming value in that person. What do you think about that, Justin? Well, to esteem value in someone, I I think that essentially it has to start with us. I think that we can only value and see someone for what they are just as much as we see in ourselves. I think the biggest thing, um, at least challenging for me this past semester, was it's so easy to um, – go around campus and to 
to love on someone. But then when you come to a place where you've completely forgotten where your value starts, Mm -hmm. where your honor starts, Mm -hmm. um, it's a posture. And I think that uh, a lot of times we, especially for me, I'm a people pleaser. So it's so easy for me to kind of get caught up in the, no, I have to, I have to make you look good. I have to make you feel good. I have someone to please people to please. I think there's that fine line though, right? There's that fine line of, no, I know my place. I have that authority in Christ. Mm -hmm. And because I know that, because I receive that value from Christ, I now get to show you your value in Christ. Mm -hmm. It's not my job to show you value, but I can take from the word, Mm -hmm. give it to you. You know, one of the most uh, quoted, I think, scriptures when kids are growing up is from Ephesians. Honor your mother and father. Honor your parents. <laughs> Obey your parents in the Lord, right? you got to do what they say. Mm-hmm. I, no, I like that idea. I like it when my children do what I say. Um, now at 29, 30, and 31, somewhere in that range, uh, you know, I do a lot more of what they say, I guess, because they've now turned the tables on, come on, Dad, you got to do what I'm, what I'm asking you to do. You know, you, you got to help me with that. So when I, when I think about as a child growing up and understanding this whole idea of obedience and obeying your parents and kind of delving into that, and now that I'm a grandfather and, and, and a parent, obviously, I, I think about this honor more about what it does for the person giving the honor mm-hmm. than the person receiving the honor. Because honor is really, yeah, I esteem, I give respect, I, I, I treat you well. I treat you with dignity. A lot of the stuff that we should already be doing anyway. But when you're esteeming honor to someone that you don't perceive or think deserves the honor, hmm. then for you to do that moves it into a whole new dimension because yeah. it's shaping inside of you something of value that is able to be esteemed to other people. You know, I, I want to speak to all the fathers for just a minute because whenever you talk about Obey your parents in the Lord, you know, and giving honor to your parents. Everybody wants to know where's that at in the, in the scripture. You know, what's Ephesians 6? It's in the same neighborhood where it says, you know, fathers do not exasperate your children. You know, fathers do not lead your children into conflict mm. in places where they can't reside well, where it doesn't win, you know. And so I think as, uh, as we talk about this whole idea of honor and kind of unpack it a little bit, it's a biblical responsibility, obviously non-negotiable, but it also is the idea, and you mentioned a while ago of a posture, it's positioning us in a place where we can actually make impact. Mm, yeah. I think that that speaks a lot of truth even there. And I think, I, I, I love that word posture just because um, I think that we can, in this podcast, you know, we can, me and Dr. Lamb can sit here and tell you just how important honor is. But do you know you're honored by the Lord? That's a that's another question. In Jeremiah 31, 3, it says, Yes, I have loved you with an everlasting love, and therefore with loving kindness I have drawn you. I've drawn you. So that that beautiful part is that your value begins with the fact that you are already made by the hand of the Creator in His very image. And I think once we go from that personal aspect of I'm honorable, I'm being honored. Then we go to the challenging parts of honor. We go to now what, what culture is trying to tell us today. Um, and I think that we've spoken even into this too about how culture is kind of pushing from more of an individualistic viewpoint. Um, and I, I even, I wrote it down here in my notes, there's this convenience over community, hmm. you know? Um, and I think that this was my, this was probably the most exciting part of this 
this whole podcast is because I, I know you're all about community. So I mm-hmm. wanted Dr. Lamb to uh, speak into what that looks like. Um, you know, that view of, of taking that convenience viewpoint of, no, I just got to worry about me. I just got to sure. pour into me and shifting that more. Sure. You know, obviously the creator never created you for isolation. He created mm. you for community, right? So you were not designed and put in space, you know, in the earth to just kind of be in isolation. Right now, you know, we have the unfortunate realities of Ian that just wrecked the coast of Florida, you know, mm. and is now headed on up the East Coast. And, and we know that that's a, a terrible experience. There's a lot of folks because of what's happened down there that have been ripped apart in their families. Isolation has occurred, you know, but yet there's also this overwhelming, if you just, if you're anywhere close, you know, within a 10 hour drive, look at the interstate and there are, you know, just motorcades of people that are going to assist and going to help and going to, you know, get to Florida and do everything, anything possible to make an impact. So, I think the challenge for us in understanding this is that if we aren't careful, we get our focus on ourselves more than we get our focus on someone else. You know, there's this this whole thing of of honor that really talks about position and power. So, you know, honest we're to honor God. Honestly, we're also, or, or obviously we're also called to honor leaders, right? But I think there's something different and something more important to look at than just those ideas because I think it's about mm-hmm. what is it shaping and conditioning in me. If I honor somebody else, then I can't focus on myself all the time. You need to have self-care. You need to focus on yourself. You need to build that community inside of your own heart, which gives space. Um, Quentin Schultz, great writer, he talks about this whole idea of um, making room for other people in your heart, making room in your inner space for community with someone else. So when we talk about honor, I think it's a little bit more than just esteeming. I think it's a condition that internally shapes me Mm. to be someone who demonstrates the principle of humility. Before you ever can get it seen on the outside, it's working already on the inside. You know, we see the fruit of your labor. We also see the fruit of your sin. You know, so so <laughs> either way it's working, what's yeah. going on on the inside is going to be visible That's on good. the outside. And I think that um, if we want to honor well, obviously that definitely includes this concept of community. Hmm. I I really uh that and that's that'll that'll speak in of itself to just the the way that you can and that, I think it, it, it is just a huge circle but it, it think the biggest thing too is it's it is dressing other people up and that's it is a gentle lonely and lowly not lonely lowly and a humble position you have to put yourself in as well so it's you know it's that confidence of knowing yeah I'm already loved I'm already honored but it's also can you can you wash the feet of someone else and show them just just where they are. And I think the moment that you do that, too, there's so many people who don't realize their worth and honor, too. Mm-hmm. Um, but you're creating a culture as well. Yeah, you are. So, so my friend, Pastor Nick, pastors a church in Jefferson, Georgia. They call it the Jefferson Church, which is kind of fun. And um, it's, it's a rather large congregation, and they've got a ton of folks there. Man, when you walk on that campus, it's overwhelming just to kind of feel and sense the community and the respect and the love. And they use this phrase. Honor up, honor down, honor all around. And everybody can recount that phrase. Everybody from just anybody that's holding, they got what they call door holders. So, so, so from the people leading on the stage to the people that are opening the door to the folks that are teaching and preaching to the people that are serving in the community. 
they live by that mantra, you know, of honor up, honor down, honor all around. And so I think that that, that might be a motto we'll, we'll snag from the Jefferson Church. We'll steal it from them. <laughs> and, and, and we'll begin to think about that, right? Yeah. So if, because what happens is when you, what happens is, the, the effect of you creating a culture of honor means that people have to absolutely choose not to if if they're not going to live in right. that vein. So I was talking yeah. yesterday to some students and I talked about the whole idea of, of obeying the Lord, right, or, or the whole idea of of honoring God. And and so if I'm going to obey God, that's great. But if I choose not to obey God, then I'm actually choosing to reject him. Mm. So if we choose not to honor, I think we're actually choosing to create dissonance. And we're really designed and 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 positioned here to create resonance and community and, and love and, and, you know, all of those truly um, visible, not just something that you do that isn't seen, but those, those visible um, kind of modeled lifestyle that would make other people want to hang around you. So just yeah. as much as, you know, honor kind of breeds this idea of, of community and respect and it, it's the economy of heaven, I believe. And it kind of gets God's attention mm. at the same time. Um, when you, the lack of honor, when you're not honoring someone, it actually can create the atmosphere of idolatrous works because what you're saying is it's more about me than it is about you. Ripple effect. Yeah. Big time. <laughs> ripple big time, effect. Big time ripple effect. So. Yeah. And I think and. You you mentioned how it creates a, a culture. Well, it, it does create a culture, and it creates it creates a community too. So, what would you say to students who are surrounded by a culture of very individualistic ideologies? Yeah, you know, I mean, so I'm a marathon runner. When I run marathons, <laughs> there's a lot of people out there running marathons. There's two things I know. Number one, I'm not going to come in first. It's just mm. not going to happen. Number two, I'm not going to come in last. It's mm. just not going to happen. Now, I've got friends, man, they are like major marathon runners, and they, they do 50 <laughs> miles and all kind of crazy stuff. And so some mornings I'll drive to campus early because I'm just an early guy, and I get to campus early, and I'll see some of my friends, and there'll be like a whole tribe of them, like, you know, five or seven or so, and they're out there. Man, they are just running faster than I can almost drive at that point. But the reality is they are doing that in community. My most alone place is when I'm running mm-hmm. because I, I'm not competing against anybody but myself. Now, every time I get on a race and I see a finish line, I will pick out somebody in front of me, and that's my competitor, and they don't even know it, and I'm going to cross that finish line before they do. The problem is sometimes that person is faster, so they just kind of get way out there, and other times um, maybe they're slower and I pass them. So I'm constantly picking out another opponent that doesn't even know they're my opponent. Hmm. Hey, guys, in the life which we're living in, your greatest opponent is yourself. Are you better today than you were yesterday? Mm. Are you choosing today to become capable and equipped to honor the gift that God has given you to serve other people? So, mm. so I would say to college students, you know, time is a reality for all of us. Show up on time. Come on, guys. There should never be a reason. Well, this morning, Jocelyn, you had a little bit of wreck. <laughs> it wasn't your wreck, but it was somebody else's crash. And it delayed uh, you a little yes. bit. What if you did this next time? And this is not scolding Jocelyn. But mm-hmm. what if you always put in a bumper of five to seven minutes? 
You don't have an idea, Dr. Lamb. I can't walk across campus from one class to the <laughs> other one, you know, and have a seven-minute bumper. No, but what about in life? If you actually made space to where you could show up early. Okay, this is the old guy kind of, you know, drilling down on something that probably doesn't matter, but I would say to college students, do your work, do it well, show up early. Um, you know, I do something that I don't really, really like to tell people, but I often, when I'm walking across campus and I see in the distance a piece of paper, I will literally watch the folks that um, that don't uh, don't pick it up. And I'm like, I want to yell at them. Hey, you stepped over that piece of paper. That was more, took more energy than if you were just to pick it up. And then I get feel this incredible, compelling desire to pick that piece of paper up and throw it away. What does that mean? Mm. I'm paying attention to every opportunity I have around me to honor the gift that God has given me to be excellent in my work, serving in what I do, and giving honor to everybody around me, esteeming people, um, because that's really my gift to them. Wow. It is, and it ties so well with, with honoring up, honoring down, all around, because you set that a lot of time to be early. Mm-hmm. Before, before anyone else even knows, it's like, I'm going to make that space for myself mm-hmm. so that I get here on time. But once you are there on time, you're also going to go that extra mile that you don't see anyone else doing. Mm-hmm. So I think just being available, being available overall. Well, guys, this is the end of this podcast, and uh, we are nearing the time, and we hope you enjoy the new format. Jocelyn will be back with us each week, and on occasions we'll toss somebody else in the room, and we'll have some fun. But remember, as always, you are made for more. Go make a difference in the world God has put you in and placed you in today. God bless. Thanks for tuning in to SurfCast with Dr. William Lamb. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at Surfcast to stay updated on special guests and future episodes.